Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, the world has still gone nutty, buddy, buddy. Even downright cruddy, buddy, buddy. We shall miss the past, buddy, buddy, but there's still buddy cast. No, don't be naughty, go meet everybody here on buddy cast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Happy Good Friday, buddies. It's another episode of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. And joining me today is a good old buddy of mine, Ryan Hoover. How are you doing today, buddy? Hey, what's up? How are you doing, man? Doing really good. Oh, love it. Happy to have you on this show. Happy to talk to you. I haven't seen you since what? I think the fun zone back when yeah. we were Sea Wolves. Nick, it's been a it's been a wide minute, man. Um, yeah, this is the fun zone at the Sea Wolves. Gosh, probably like two thousand nine, maybe yeah. even uh, maybe maybe a little bit after that. I think like eleven through like thirteen ish. You're probably more. It's, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's more like that. Yep. Nice dog, by the way. Thanks, man. This is Ellie. She's uh, <laughs> she's a little jealous, so I'm gonna have her sit on my lap if that's all right. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. We don't mind dogs at all. We don't mind dogs at all. So you currently work with the Erie Downtown Development Community. What drew you into that job? What drew your interest into it? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, shoot, you know, we're, we're all, we all love the city and we love what's happening downtown. We love seeing the progress. And um, when I lived in Florida, my wife and I, we were kind of watching, you know, all the development that was happening with the EDDC. And I mean, I just thought it'd be an amazing opportunity, you know, to be able to you know, become a part of that if I ever were to return back to Erie. And um, no, I mean, it was just, who wouldn't want to be a part of something like that? You know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable progress and um, the, the, there's such a vision for the city. Uh, and that's, I think that's what gets me most excited is that there, there are folks in place who really, um, who really have a vision for the city. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned Florida. I believe you had an internship with Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, a great question. So uh, when I was going to Barron's, Nick, probably around the same time when I met you at the Mm -hmm. Seawolves, I was taking classes at Barron's. I was studying operations management. Um, But when I was a, oh, shoot, I think when I was like a high school or I'm sorry, when I was a 12th grader in high school, I I had just been thinking, you know, what am I going to do? And when I get to college, what am I going to study? And what's interesting is that I actually went into college um, undecided. I, I didn't select my major yet. And the reason I did that, Nick, was I, I was just a little bit fearful to get into something if I wasn't entirely sure. Um, and I didn't want to start taking classes and start going one direction. And then, you know, three years later, have to pump the e-brake, back mm-hmm. it up and go a different route. Um, you know, that, that would cost me time. It would cost me money. Um, and I was really trying to get in and out of college in four years. So what I'm getting at is uh, when I was a senior in high school, we took a trip to Walt Disney World. And I, I like a lot of kids, I, I took trips to Disney with my parents. 
And um, in this particular trip, we went to a shop that I love. Uh, it's over at a place called Downtown Disney, which is now called Disney Springs. Um, it's funny that I remember this story so vividly, but I remember popping into the Art of Disney. Or, so the shop is called the Art of Disney. It's a, um, it's basically a, a, I don't know, unique art that's just Disney art, and it's uh, really cool. You can only find it there. The Disney artists and things. And I remember talking to a cast member there. Um, his name was Will, and I just chatted up with him, and I was talking about you know how be this would be an awesome place to work one day, and I have no idea how I'd even begin to do that. And this uh, this guy named Will, he introduced me to the Walt Disney World College program. So that is how I learned about the internship. Now I, I learned though, Nick, that the internship can only be done when you're in college. So I was a senior in high school, so I was I was out of the woods, but um, I did learn that once you're enrolled in college, you can apply for the internship. Ooh. So what I did was I actually, I went to Barron and I talked to the guys at Barron. I went to the Career Center and asked, you know, if they would support such an internship. And um, sadly there wasn't a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm on Penn State side for me to do the college program. Uh, and I get that, you know, the college program is a little bit different. Um, not every school um, in the world is associated or would uh, would support the college program. So there's, there's nothing wrong with it, um, but I just had to apply on my own. So as a second semester freshman um, with an undecided major, um, I applied for this college program and, uh, and I got it. I was just barely eligible to even apply for this. So I, I applied for it. Um, you can pick like a couple roles that you might be interested in. Like, you know, you might be interested in quick service food and beverage or merchandise or attractions. Um, I just picked a few. I think I picked like front entrance operations, attractions, and maybe merchandise. I can't remember what, what three I picked, but um, they put you through a really basic phone interview. And um, one thing happened after another and all of a sudden I, I had an offer letter from from disney to join their college program it was a six-month internship like you said um so i i actually took a short leave of absence from school to go do this uh, internship i received no credit for it unfortunately so i had a i was already behind um just by taking the internship i ended up being behind in school mm. but um i gotta say it was the best decision i ever could have possibly made um, yes. doing something a little bit different you know it was I went way off script. My parents were admittingly um, a little concerned. They uh, they weren't really sure uh, what happened because it, it just happened so fast. I, I did one semester at school. I, I did one semester at Penn State and then boom, you know, I'm off and living in Orlando, Florida for a six month internship. But the cool thing about it though, Nick, is that the, the role that I got was attractions and I was thrilled. Um, I think when you, when you think about working at Disney, um, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, working on attractions or rides you know shows mm -hmm. things like that so i got to i kind of got to live that stereotypical you know disney cast member life for six months and i ended up loving the job so much oh i should back up the role i got was jungle cruise skipper uh, at adventureland so um Nick, have you ever been to Walt disney world i think so yes so the there's a ride in adventureland a lot of folks know it's called the jungle cruise basically you, you hop in a boat uh skipper me drives you around this river and um you, you're going through all sorts of rivers of the world and you're seeing animals and all sorts of fun stuff but uh the funny thing about it is that the skipper doesn't actually know what he's doing or what he's seeing uh he's just doing his best and it turns out to be just a, a bunch of jokes and fun experiences it's, it's a it's a wonderful attraction for families but mm -hmm. i ended up uh, performing as a jungle cruise skipper for those six months loved it so much um that i decided i was going to try to make a career out of my time at disney uh i had to go back to school after my six months had to go back to penn state uh but i was going to try to be seasonal with the company and what that meant was uh, i go down for for the busy seasons mm -hmm. and uh so i was able to continue being a skipper through college and um wow. 
kind of best of both worlds. You know, I got to go back to school and make up the lost time through summer classes. I had a job at the Seawolves where I met you. Mm-hmm. And uh, in between those dead spots, I was down in Orlando working at Disney. And that's kind of how it started. Wow. That sounds yeah. awesome. And I'm glad you followed your gut too. You know, yeah. I did a similar experience with a missionary experience where, yeah, you had to take time. You had to take a semester or a year off of college. And to my parents who are college, you know, like they wanted me to finish college. They're like, what are you thinking? But once they heard about the opportunity, once they yeah. knew what I was going with, they're like, you know what? We support this. We yeah. know this is your dream. So, and it drew me back to you because I went to Teal for two years oh, to, cool. to do the missionary experience and said, you know what? I would love to just come home and, you know, have a, have my own bed, have my own, you know, have homemade food, all that fun, glorious stuff and just go and continue what I wanted to do most kind of like probably what I'm guessing you did when you came back from Disney is kind of, you know, continue that experience, not just let it be, well, that was fun. Have a nice, you know, that was a good memory. Thanks for the memory, but really make it like, um, you know, like have that enthusiasm has, have that, like for me, that missionary spirit. So I came back and came again. And yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I I think you're right. Like when I, when I returned back from Disney, I was, or I'm sorry, when I came back from the internship, Mm -hmm. you know, just like you said, I I wanted to kind of keep that going. I really want, and I think I probably told you when I worked with you at the Seawolves, you know, that I worked at Disney. I was very, very proud of that. You know, I worked at Disney and I was a general cruise skipper and, um, and I would go down there to work. I would go down there to play. I would spend my days off in the theme parks, you know, Uh, hanging out in the parks and doing that kind of fun stuff. So I was very much immersed in that world. So, um, and then me, I mean, later on down the road, I would end up moving down there and having a full-time career. Wow. So now I got to ask, what what Disney stories do you have? Oh man, what Disney stories do I have? I mean, there's so many, Nick. There's just Mm -hmm. so many. Um, Let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's think of a cool one. Think of a cool story. Okay, this one's kind of cool. I mean, so everyone thinks about New Year's Eve, right? Going to Disney. Um, I've just, I think it's a really cool story that I've actually spent most of my New Year's Eves um, counting down uh, to the new year in our theme parks. Uh, right. There's some of the busiest times to be there. Um, it, I, <laughs> I don't know how I ended up lucking out, but I en- normally ended up having that night off. Uh, when you're a cast member, if you're down there um, and you're available, you're you're working. <laughs> But I was always able to get New Year's off, and I don't know how I managed that. Oftentimes, I would have to work the day, but then mm-hmm. I might be off at like seven, seven o'clock or so, and I could actually just get changed really quick and and run to a theme park. And I would spend my my time, you know, counting down to the New Year with all my friends in the theme parks. And those parks, man, they would get really, really crowded. Folks would start waiting for fireworks, you know, you know, nine, ten in the morning, um, getting a spot for the fireworks in the theme park. So it was. Um, that was always a lot of fun, just being able to, uh, you know, celebrate the new year in the theme parks in a super unique way. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you got like Times Square and you got all these and you have Walt Disney World. That's another really cool place to celebrate the new year. You know, yes, um, that's a pretty cool story. I, I love that one. Um, I do have a funny story, too, about the Jungle Cruise. Yes. Um, so the Jungle Cruise, you actually wear a hat to as part of like we, we it's called the costume, but it's essentially your uniform. Mm-hmm. So my hat is, um, it was just like a, a brown canvas hat and I had one side of it turned up and I had like a braid through it. So it was like a very like unique thing. And it was like, it was like my hat. It was like my Skipper Ryan hat. And when you were loading boats, so like a, if a boat would pull up, you would want to load guests into that boat, right? I would have to hold, I would hold my arms out and I would let guests come into the boat and, and then we would, we would load in the boat and then we'd send the boat and off it would go. Oftentimes I would take my hat off and I'd set it on the boat just so it didn't get in the way. And this hat was like part of my life. <laughs> and all my coworkers at the Jungle Cruise also knew that the hat was like 
it was like me. A lot of us wore hats, but like I loved yeah. my hat. It was like really, really smelly and stinky. You got your hat. Mine was like yeah. super smelly and stinky and it, it had fallen in the river and it was just full of stories. So I would take my hat and I would drop it on the canvas of the boat. Um, and again, it's not the boat that I'm driving. I'm just helping load it. So I would drop it on the canvas of the boat and then I would load it and they would off they go. Well, one time I dropped the can, I dropped my hat on the canvas. I backed up and I allowed the boat to leave. And the boat was about 10 feet away from me when I noticed my hat was still sitting on top of the boat. <laughs> and I was so scared because on the jungle cruise, there's a lot of low hanging branches and trees. Yeah. And I thought for sure it was going to get swiped off and get tossed into the river and I'd never see it again. I absolutely panicked. The jungle cruise attraction is about 12 minutes long. So what I did was um, I immediately like I, I had to keep loading other boats, but I didn't have my hat. And I just I felt like naked. I felt <laughs> I felt like I was missing a part of me. I was so scared. My hat was just like floating around the jungle cruise. And so in about 10 minutes, I ran to the unload area where the boat eventually makes it to. And I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And I was watching all these boats come through and all these boats coming through. And none of them have my hat. None of them have my hat. And then I see it right around the corner. Here comes another boat. And my hat's still sitting right on top of the jungle cruise. Wow. So it actually made it all the way around the river. Um, and the guests had no idea. The skipper that was driving the boat had no idea. So I ran and I went and unloaded the boat, took the hat, popped it right in my head, and just <laughs> unloaded the boat. I thought for sure I was going to lose it forever. I was so scared, man. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's I like Woody like, in his hat, you know? It always makes it back. Mm-hmm. And that is, a, that, you're like, right, that's a miracle. That's like, you know, just, it's just still sitting there, still sitting at the place that you thought it would be, you know? Yep, and it went on a little ride without me. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's like yeah. when your dog goes for a little walk around the city or whatever, and then comes exactly. back. Yeah. Yeah, so, the, the, there, there's all sorts of incredible stories, man, working at Disney. And I didn't just do the Jungle Cruise either. I worked in a bunch of different roles. Ooh. Um, so we we did. Um, I worked in. Uh, I worked in events with uh, high schools. So mm-hmm. Nick, what do you do? You mind sharing what high school you went to? In the yeah, event? I went to Cathedral Prep. Cathedral Prep, cool. So like, if you ever went to, uh, I don't, I don't think Cathedral Prep ever did this, but like, if there was like any kind of event where they would actually go to Disney as a group, um, I know that McDowell our, does it. What was that? We had our basketball team go there one year. Oh, sweet. Okay, so yeah, something like that. So yeah. we, I know, like, with McDowell does it. I know that Harbor Creek does it. Um, but like vocal ensembles and like jazz bands and things like that, or mm-hmm. marching band, they might go to Disney to actually perform at Disney. And one of the roles that I worked in was actually Disney Performing Arts. And um, it was called uh, Festival Disney, where high schools would come down to Disney to compete. So it was like a competition. So we would actually put, you know, jazz ensembles against other jazz ensembles, different, you know, high schools in the country. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I'll show you something pretty cool. Hold on, let me put my dog down. So Thank- this, uh, this is a really cool event. Um, that was held right at Disney, and we would have an award ceremony at the end of the uh, at the end of the event for all the kids. And uh, this was one of the awards that they would receive. This is essentially a um, let me get it right. This is a Festival Disney Award that the schools wow. would receive. Um, so this is something that a lot of the schools in the area might actually have in their uh, trophy case. Um, and this is just one of them among others that they could receive. So mm-hmm. uh, really, really hey. cool experiences there. How'd you receive that award? If you don't mind me asking. I was an intern, so I just got one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, our buddy, uh, my manager, uh, our leader, Renee, a very good friend of mine, still an extremely good friend of mine. He he would get one for all of his interns, um, I guess, while we're showing up. Um, yeah. This was another one. So this was another one I received for being an intern um, in their uh, recruitment team. Ooh. So um, just like a little, they're called Mouskers. They're really cool. Just neat little... Uh, New little awards, you know, they're they're cool to get and collect, you know. Love it. 
Love it. So you go to Disney. What what drives you back to Erie? You know, what gives you that, that crazy idea of, you know what, I'm going to go home and find a job there. Let's leave Florida, you know, and come back. Yeah. 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 Well, Nick, I mean, you're, you're from around the area, so you know what it's like to be from Erie. Um, mm-hmm. We, we left Erie in uh, 2013, 13, mm-hmm. yep. Left Erie 2013. Uh, I wasn't really sure if I was gone forever. I was really excited to move to Orlando and move to Disney and start a new career. Um, I'm sorry, continue my career at Disney. Mm-hmm. I wasn't entirely sure, you know, if I'd ever be back to Erie, but I spent all of my vacation time here in Erie. Um, I actually haven't been on a vacation since my honeymoon with my wife and in mm-hmm. 2017, that was really the only vacation we took every other, every other minute we had, we just spent it right back here in Erie. Um, my wife is also from Erie. Uh, we went to the same high school. So we, um, you know, we were, we were both kind of like, you know, kicking around, you know, that maybe one day we'd want to move back to Erie to raise our family. And, you know, to that point, Nick, Orlando is an amazing city. We love Orlando and I miss it dearly. We have a lot of friends there that we, we talk to every single day and um, we had amazing traditions with them. And, you know, we miss them a lot. Um, that said, we just don't know that Orlando was a place that we wanted to raise a family. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our family is right here in Erie. And that's a, that's a very big deal for us. Yes. Um, you know, we, we know that our friends will support us and our friends will be there for us, but there's just nothing quite like having uh, family, you know, around. So, you know, we had talked, you know, what if one day we moved back to Erie? How would that look? When will we do it? We didn't have those answers. Um, we just had to wait for a sign, if you will. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the sign was, you know, coronavirus and the pandemic. Um, after... Gosh, I mean, after my 10 year career with Disney, um, I was placed on furlough. I was working with the uh, Disney Cruise Line most recently. And I was placed on furlough um, when the pandemic hit because we had to stop all of our sailings and all of our ships and everything stopped. I think she's going to start squeaking a toy here. And And, um, unfortunately, I was placed on furlough and that furlough turned into a layoff. And um, so I was was laid off from Disney. My, My time there ended a little sooner than I wanted. I was heartbroken. But wasn't my decision. Um, it was the company's decision, and I respect that. So my wife and I decided, hey, you know, this is this is the time to do it, and that's what we did. Let me get her real quick. Very good, very good. Like I said, we're no strangers to dogs on this show. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's that's how it happened. We just um, um, just kind of happened quickly. We sold our house in like a day <laughs> in Florida, and we ended up back here in Erie. So that's that's. Long and short of it, that's how we ended up back. Yep. I mean, but again, it's because we wanted to. We wanted to be back in Erie eventually. We we're just waiting for that sign, and we yep. got it. And hey, you got you know things worked out for you. You're working with a great organization. Yeah, you're with family again. So hey, it turned out to be good. You know, Sometimes yeah, things come out tragedies. You know, that's no. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, we we just just kind of took advantage of the situation and. Um, and, and took it as a new opportunity to learn something new and go somewhere new. You know, we've been, we know Erie, we love Erie, but it's like yeah. a new city to us. I mean, this is all brand new to us again. I mean, it's the uh-huh. only thing we know is that everything is like 10 minutes away. <laughs> no matter yes. where you are, everything's yes. like 10 minutes away. So that's all yes. we know. <laughs> you are absolutely right about that. My girlfriend's going to be moving here in August and she's like, you don't know how lucky you are. Yeah. The closest Wendy's is 30 minutes away. And I'm like, yep. you're like, Wendy's to me is five minutes down the road. Like, you just, that's so true. Like you've been to you've been to Harbor Creek before, right? I'm from Harbor Creek, yeah. Same here. Same here. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, and I'll be moving to Lawrence Park soon. 
So I'm Good like, yeah, you, man. that's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, how are you, you know, like the nearest Wendy's five minutes away on Buffalo road, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, like, I mean, Wendy's for me is like a, a good car ride, like a good, like TV episode or something. Yep. And in, in Orlando, I mean, shoot, when we drove, when we traveled in Orlando, I mean, everything was like 40, 50 minutes away and that's wow. without traffic. So you figure you throw in a little bit of traffic, you can be on the road for two, three hours sometimes. Yeah. And that's so, just, I mean, like or, a, that's just to get like is, a burger at McDonald's. Yeah. You're right. Uh-huh. We, um, no, you're right, man. It's it's just wild, and and what's, <laughs> you know, it's just everything's relative. Yes, and we we talk to a lot of folks that are are here in Erie, of course, mm-hmm. and like you know, Kaylee and I will be like, oh, you know, we're gonna, I don't know, we'll go to like Chick Fil A for for dinner or something, and and we'll be out, we'll be out, and we'll just want to drive to Chick Fil A to get dinner or Chipotle, doesn't matter where, but if it's like over on Peach Street, a lot of folks, a lot of our friends would be like, well, you're going to drive all the way to Peach Street just for that. It's like, yeah, it's like 10 minutes away. It's, it's yeah. But, I mean, yeah. we drove 40 minutes for a brewery in Florida. I mean, 40 wow. minutes, that's like driving to Meadville, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is unheard of just for a brewery, but we, we did it all the time. So um, exactly. it's just, it is funny. It's just super relative. Um, and so for us coming from a big city like Orlando, landing in Erie, nothing is far away and that that's what makes it really fun we're looking at the city from an entirely fresh set of eyes um it's it's all very new to us again even though we've lived here for 23 years it's very very new and i think what's really cool nick is that so much has changed in such a short amount of time at least like in the city and and the different offerings that are coming that's what what i think is just so cool is that there's a lot happening there's a lot coming um and let's be honest this city is absolutely beautiful i mean the summers I mean, we we got a taste of we kind of got a taste of spring a couple of days ago with the nice weather you know i i walked down to dobbins land and he just kind of sat out there by the lake it's so gorgeous it's gorgeous down there it truly is so, yeah, truly, nice. right. home is where the heart is like home is where you know you don't realize how much like advantage you have like you don't realize yeah. that like you said going to chick-fil-a is just 20 minutes down the road everyone from here is like you drove all the way for a sandwich or something and yeah, you're like man. Yeah, it's nothing. Or, <laughs> yeah, you're or, right. It's funny. It is. It is good. But you know, we um, like I said, it's just like looking at the city from a fresh set of eyes, and and that's what's so refreshing. We were yes. a little jaded when we left. You know, we we were we were pretty you know jaded, eerie natives. We were you know sick and tired of the winters, sick and tired of the cold, and tired uh, of this, tired of that. We were ready for something new, and we got it in Orlando. But um, Orlando just never really felt like home. We we yeah. lived there. Um, and all the years that we lived in Orlando, um, it's never felt more like home than the month that we've had here in Erie. And that that speaks volumes. Um, it just, there's something about it, you know? Mm-hmm. This is home, as they say. This is home. This is home. You're right. What is that? It's a commercial, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, I've seen I've seen or heard that commercial somewhere. Yeah, that's funny. Yep. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, so it's just, it's yeah. exciting. I'm here. I'm uh, a whole new career, a whole new life. I, I got my dog. She, this dog's from Florida. She's she's a Florida dog. Wow. She's yeah. probably thinking, what did you bring me back into? Like, why did you take me away from paradise and bring me into She the- hates the snow, man. She hates the snow. She doesn't know what to do with it. She hates the smell. She hates the, the texture. She hates how cold it is. So, yeah, she um, we have these little spots of sunshine, though, in the house. And she'll just lay in the sun and she'll just find it and just lay there all day long. Yep. So she, um, but yeah, she's a good, she's a good dog. She's a, all of our friends back in Florida miss her. Um, she's a sweetheart. We, uh, we got her on Craigslist. I'm not sure it was the smartest decision to buy a dog on Craigslist, but uh, my wife was flipping through 
Craigslist ads and she was like, there's a dog. Do you want to go get it or whatever? You know, she was being sassy because she knew I didn't want a dog. And um, even though I did, I just didn't want to tell her that. Um, So she saw this dog and uh, it was on Craigslist. And basically it was like, hey, I have to get rid of this dog. And, um, you know, here's her, here's the number to contact us. So Kaylee went to work the next day and I called the number just to see. So I called and it was this like girl. She was like young, probably like 15 or 16 years old. She was like, yeah, I got this dog. And um, basically I'm not allowed to have it. My mom found out that I have it and I have to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, so can I come like, can I come see it? She was like, yeah. So we, we, we met in a shady, we met in a parking lot um, of a grocery store in public or in a, in a Florida called Publix. And she pulls up her car like real quick. Like she like whips it up. She like screeches her brakes. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. She gets out. She pulls a cage out. She pulls like a bag out. And then she holds this dog out right in front of me. And this dog was probably this big. She holds out in front of me. And she goes, "Um, so are you going to take it? And I kind of had my hands up. And I was like, I'm not buying it. I just wanted to see if, you know. Yeah, this is real. Yeah. Is this right? Is this real? This is some like kidnapping situation or something like that. Right? Yeah. So she was like pushing this dog in my face. She was a cute dog. Uh-huh. I thought she was adorable, um, but uh, didn't know anything about her. So I, I basically, we worked out a deal on a number um, to, to pay for it. And then I, I left, um, took those photos that I, I took some photos of her, sent them to Kaylee at work. And she couldn't believe that I actually called this girl that she was looking at on the Craigslist the, other, the, the night before. And um, next day we called her up and bought her. Um, yeah. Her name was Flower at the time. Um, we decided to name her Ellie. But I can't really take her collar off because she'll freak. But on her collar, we always make sure her collars have little flowers on them to kind of pay homage to her old name. But uh-huh. her, her name is Ellie. Um, that was always the name that my, um, my wife wanted to name her dog when she got uh-huh. one. Um, she is a, a Shih Tzu Terrier, we think. But we don't really know much about her, you know. Mm. Um, pretty cool. She's a mystery. But she turned out to be an awesome dog. We absolutely love her. Yes. She is. She's cool. We, we like her a lot. Love that story. Love, love the story. I love how you just tell something one day on Craigslist leads you to a dog, you know? Yeah. And she's awesome. And we, we, uh, she's, she's like my best friend. She literally yes. just hangs out. You'd probably like this. Um, so I, I'll turn you, which way do I, I guess I'm all backwards. Yeah. I'm turn you this way. So this little star right here is where she sleeps. I call yeah. it the bunny bench, ironically enough. <laughs> I um, love so what we need on this show. Yeah, so I call it the buddy bench, and she just sleeps on my buddy bench all day while I'm at work, and she just hangs out with me. She's she's the best friend of ours. Yes, beautiful. You gotta you gotta love dogs, you know. Oh yeah, well, I'm the best. Occasionally, you'll hear mine make an appearance on Buddy Cast. We actually had our monthly fundraiser, Buddy Aid, and as I'm talking to our guest of honor, our buddy of honor, John Mahon from the Elton John Band, here's my dog over here. She was dead asleep, like over here, like literally, you could have thrown something at her, she would have moved. Where does our guest of honor comes on? She decides she needs out. Oh so, no! You know what that's like. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Her, 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 and I'm like, you can't be kidding me right now, really? <laughs> so uh, thankfully, we had one act behind him, and I'm like, hey, you, you know, I'm gonna put this guy on. I'll be right back. So and so, take over, and just flew downstairs and just, you know, tossed her outside real quick and just flew back that's upstairs. Funny. Oh, yeah. that's awesome, man. <laughs> the entire show, the entire show, you are dead asleep. I could have, someone could have like had a magic trick that exploded on this screen or something. You wouldn't have even flinched. The minute <laughs> the, one of the most important guests comes on this show, you decide to wake up. Really? That's awesome. 
So yeah. Ellie here, she is a, she's a very anxious dog. Uh, she's uh, honestly to strangers, they might consider her a bad dog, which is, a, which is like, I don't know, as a dog owner, it's kind of a bummer to think that like we could walk her down the street. Yeah. And if anybody were to even come near her, she's, she's going to bark and growl. We almost call it like a scream. Like she has this really yeah. scared bark where like, it's like an elongated bark that's just backed by a lot of air. So it sounds like a scream. And she gets very, very scared, and she shows it in aggression. Um, Ellie's never bitten anybody, oh. but we, um, but she comes across as an extremely mean, nasty dog. So, what kind of? It's an interesting thing for Kaylee and I because we, we, we have this dog, and we know that she's a sweetheart. I mean, I mean, look at this thing. I mean, she is literally just asleep on my lap. <laughs> she's a sweetheart. We love her to pieces. Um, but to some people, you know. They think that she might be a nasty dog. And we we own that because we know that she comes across as kind of nasty. We know that she's not. That said, we also can't let anybody just pet her. Like yeah. a lot of folks come up and say, hey, can I can I pet your dog? And they'll kneel down and like put their hand out for her to smell. And that's like a huge no-no for Ellie. She she might bite you if you give her like a limb to mm -hmm. to get to. Yeah. So we were really nervous about that because she's always been like that. Even in Florida, she was like that. Um, and we got kind of nervous and we thought maybe we should take her, you know, to get like trained or something. And our trainer and our groomer both said basically the same thing. They they both said, look, you can teach her how to sit and stay and stay next to you and, and you know, do all sorts of cool like behavioral things. But this whole like um, anxiety ridden kind of like uh, reaction to, to strangers and other people, they said, you'll never, ever train that out of her, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. They said, this is part of her. Yeah. Um, she's protecting you. Uh, she's protecting Kaylee. She's extremely scared. Um, she doesn't know what is approaching her. So she reacts in a scared way. And, uh -huh. and we're like, okay, so, so we just have to kind of own it. And my, my vet put it really funny. So my vet, um, his name is Todd. Great mm -hmm. guy. So Todd basically goes, Ryan, let me put it to you this way. He said, Ellie's just a very scared dog. She's scared of a lot of things. And she's got a very small bubble. If you're in that bubble, you're, you're good. But if you are anywhere outside that bubble, you are considered a threat in her in her mind, a threat to her and a threat to you and your wife. Mm -hmm. So he said, imagine you're walking downtown Orlando. He's like, let's just imagine you're downtown Orlando, minding your own business. And all of a sudden, you know, a 40 foot skyscraper leans down to pet your head. <laughs> he said, mm -hmm. do you think you'd be a little bit scared? I said, yeah, I'm probably going to react. He said, well, that's what she's dealing with her entire life. Our skyscrapers leaning down, trying to grab at her. And I thought that was such a great analogy. So he was like, just own it. And he said, protect her. So us, so it's cool as Kaylee and I, as the dog owners, we protect her by informing and educating people not to just run up to dogs um, and assume that they're going to be okay with it. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. We have a lot of kids in our neighborhood and they all know that Ellie is a sweet dog, but you can't just run up to her. She'll get scared yeah. and she'll bark and growl and, and be nasty. And um, so it's just, it's just kind of cool. It's a great learning for us as dog mm -hmm. owners. Um, that she is this way and we just have to kind of deal with it. And, and her and I are extremely responsible um, and we take ownership for it. So it's cool. We, we, we enjoy it. Love it. Love how you adapt to the dog. Love how it's your, you know, it's not just something like, Hey, if this continues, we might not have a dog anymore. This is something like, Hey, we were, we're not giving this dog up. We'll just tell no. people. Much. Yeah. Yep. Just got to work. We have a, we have a contractor in our house today. He's working on our basement. He's making tons of noise downstairs. He's been doing it for like four or five days. She's fine now. But that first day you would have sworn that this guy was coming in to take everything we owned. I mean, Ellie was so scared and she was screaming and barking and clawing at him. She wasn't biting him at all, but she was just freaking out. Um, and I told the guy, I said, just, 
it, you keep coming here for a couple more days and she's going to chill right out. And now look at her. The guy's hammering away downstairs and she's asleep on my lap. So. Yeah. Oh, love it. Love it. So let's go back to your time in Erie real quick. What yeah. drew you to the Erie Downtown Development Corporation? Yeah, great question. So in all those times that we spent our vacation coming here to Erie, um, a lot of times I would just spend downtown checking out the new breweries and the restaurants. And I kept seeing the development with like the, the EDDC logo on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just started getting connected with them online and uh, followed them on uh, Instagram and Facebook. I started getting all the updates and started seeing everything that was happening. Um, then I saw how how they do what they do. And um, and how it is backed by the investment and, and all sorts of great things. And I, I started thinking like this is you know this is a project that's gonna that's gonna get done. Um, this is this is something that you know was planned out and it, it, they're gonna they're gonna see it through to the end. And I thought that was so cool. Um, you know for for downtown Erie, let's be honest, how many projects have we heard of that we've never actually seen? You know what I mean? We, we've heard of things that don't actually pan out for one reason or another. This one I I, I truly felt like this one's gonna get done. This is mm-hmm. this is an amazing project that's going to transform Erie, and it's going to be it's going to be a quick jolt. It's going to be really really fast. Fast is probably the wrong word. Be built really efficiently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to quickly jolt you know the economy. It's going to jolt the city with quick transformational change, and yeah. that's what got me excited. I'm like this is cool. This is something I could get into. Um, I just didn't know if there would ever be an opening. I didn't know if they would ever want someone like me with my background at Disney. I I didn't know any of that. Uh, then. As things would have it, they posted a job for this experience director. And I, I read the posting and I felt that it was a great fit. I, I felt that a lot of the experience I had at Disney would translate to the EDDC in downtown Erie really well. And uh, so that's, I, I applied like anybody else, dropped in my cover letter and had a couple interviews and off we go. Nice. Now tell us about your job. What does your job entail? Yeah, so the title is experience director, and it's kind of funny. I've been getting a lot of comments like, "What is an experience director?" It's the first ever experience director. Oh, we're still trying to figure it out too. But here's <laughs> here's what we do know: the the experience director is is essentially the the person that's going to be the um, the the relationship builder between the tenants that are living in our complexes and the tenants that are uh, like commercial tenants downstairs, like in, in the storefronts and things like that. So I'm going to be connecting these businesses. I'm going to be making sure the residents are are going to our businesses. We're going through having fun events and we're transforming that experience downtown. We're making it a unique experience. Um, so this won't be just like a like a typical property management kind of role. I'm going to be, and I am currently performing like property management type tasks. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm certainly not a like property manager in the sense. You're not of a landlord or anything manager. like that. Sorry. You're not like a landlord or anything like that. Like any. No, no. So I'm just going to be creating an experience. And yeah, one of the things that I want to bring from Disney. Not to say that I'm going to create a Disney experience in downtown Erie. I have to be very careful when I say that. That's not what I'm yeah. trying to do. Downtown Erie is an extremely unique downtown as it is. There are incredible stories downtown. Oh, one hundred percent. Right. Mm-hmm. So all I want to do is try to connect some of these experiences to these stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at Disney, they do that all the time. Everything mm-hmm. you do at Disney is attached to some kind of story. Um, every menu item at a restaurant is attached to some sort of story. It, yeah. it could be a very high level story. It could be a really in-depth one. But what it does is it immerses you in this environment. And that's what I'm trying to do in downtown Erie is just, you know, these aren't just going to be apartments. This isn't just going to be, you know, the flagship city food hall. These are going to be attached to a story. And the stories could be the folks that work there. Uh, it could be the fact that it's, you know, 
the flagship food hall with like the, the, the Niagara themes and the Brig Niagara and Oliver and Hazard Perry, you know, things like that. So uh, it's going to be really, really subtle, but that, that's what I want to do is I just want to be really intentional about trying to tie these different stories together um, and make sure our residents see that and they know that, you know, and that's, that's what I think I'm most looking forward to is being able to do that. And I feel like it's going to really start taking effect once these properties, you know, get moving. I love that idea. Cause you're right. It has so much hidden behind it. Like, yeah. You know, they just opened the new Magic Comedy Club Kellers. Yeah. You know, how many times can you say someone who trained Harry Houdini lives <laughs> in your area, you know, lived in your area for that period of time? And like, I gotta be honest, I'm not even sure I know that story. Yeah. Um, you and me will have to go down there one day or something. That's but, awesome. Yeah. Bob, his name's Bobby Borgia. He okay. grew up here in Erie. He um, was, you know, a magician his whole life. He's actually done magic with like the movie Now You See Me. The really? About, yeah, the one movie about like all those magicians that like are kind of like Robin Hood. They rob all the bad guys to get back to the right. good. Guys. I got you. Um, he came back, opened up this magic, came back to Evie, but it used to be Junior's Last Laugh. Yep. And um, bought that and transformed it. I haven't been there yet. I'm taking my girlfriend when Tammy Pescatelli comes in town. She's a good friend of ours. Very cool. And um, yeah, so. Where I'm excited to see the new look and everything, but that's awesome, man! I've driven yeah. by it a few times, and it looks it looks really cool from the outside. Yeah, I, I, I see yeah, that. Exactly. I can see right through I the glass, actually, and I can see see the bar there. It looks cool. Yeah, and I can actually like I've looked past it too. Like I've you know walked past it to go to like the Packer Building for an archery lesson back when the archery place was there, and I've just looked through it like you said, and I've said, "Wow, that looks pretty cool," you know? Yeah, right. So, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you, like, and just like you said, there's just there's a lot of cool stories down there, and yes. and that's what's I'm going to have an opportunity to kind of unpack those stories and, and maybe dust off a couple of them that haven't, haven't really been told lately. And, and that's how I want to make this a unique experience. And yes. um, just one of the, one of the ways. Yeah. Yes. So I also got to ask what is, um, have you interacted with our good buddy, John Persinger? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. All the time. Talk yeah. To him almost every day. Tell him Nick from buddy cast says hi. I will. I will. He's actually, he was on this show and he just gave a great insight about what you guys do. Talked all about like the mission he wants to bring to Erie. Just spoke all about. Wasn't holding anything back. Like wasn't like, well, that plan's a secret right now. But you'll hear about it in the news in about ten weeks or something. He was like, nope. Here's what we got on the table. Like here's you know we want to create this food hall because you've got places like you know the McDonald's closed down or you've got places like um you know just all these restaurants. There's no real like and you know this from living you know being in downtown Erie. There's no like supermarket anymore yeah. someone has to go all the way out to where we are in harbor creek or something just to get to a giant eagle and that's and, a good and, you know and that's and that's the goal here is that the edc is going to we're, we're going to try to meet those needs yes and we're going to we're going to create it we're going to create an amazing downtown nick i mean it, it's mm -hmm. and it's already amazing we already love it like yes. it's a it's a wonderful downtown we absolutely love it um yeah. it could use some help right it could always be improved like, every anything exactly. can be improved and a, um and right now uh right now it, it it, there's a lot of progress happening down there. There's a lot of construction down there. So I encourage anyone who might be listening or watching right now to take a drive down there. If you haven't lately to see all the updates, to see it all may not look like much right now, but give it just a couple more months. It's going to be thriving. And I'm just, I just can't wait. You know what they say? It's got to get ugly before it gets pretty. Ain't that the truth? Yes. Yes. So, you know, we're kind of, this is a question I ask all my buddies. I don't call them guests. I call them buddies that come cool. on the show. I like that. We're kind of in a month that, or we're kind of in a, you know, a time frame where it seems like there's a lot of negativity going on on this earth, you know, like from the election, from just 
anything. It seems like you go down and you say, you know, especially during this time of the coronavirus, it seems like you go downtown and you say hi to the first person you meet and you get greeted with a gesture of some sort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, things like that. How can we spread more positivity in this world, in, in your opinion? You know, I, it's funny. We, my, my wife and I talk about this, talk about it a lot. It, it doesn't, it doesn't take much just to be good, a good person, a good kind of person and, and pass a smile along. Yes. Um, say hi to your neighbors, you know, things like that. When we uh, lived in Orlando, um, one thing that we found was really interesting was that none of the neighbors spoke to each other. Neighbors didn't come out and say hello. Um, we did, we tried to become friends with our neighbors. We would walk out and say hello and try to greet folks. Um, but it just didn't work. And unfortunately that kind of creates this weird little, like kind of sometimes negative environment. Mm -hmm. You're out walking your dog. You don't know who these folks are. Um, if there's a problem it, with one of your neighbors, you, you feel like you're attacking them by talking to them and asking them to, to stop whatever they're doing. But, you know, here in our, in our new, in our new neighborhood here, um, neighbors are always out chatting to us, saying hello, asking if we need anything. Um, and I think just passing along a greeting and, uh, you know, getting, getting away from the stereotypical, you know, I'll just text or email you. It's like being, being personable. Um, I think that goes a long way. I, I think that's just, uh, saying hello and, and being a friendly person, um, and asking your neighbors if they need help. I just, I think a lot of it, um, has to do with your, uh, your mindset and just, you know, being positive, saying hello. Um, I just think it's interesting how our neighbors here are just so friendly and helpful and it changes our whole outlook. That's beautiful. And you're right. Erie is that welcoming community. Erie is yeah. that where you know your neighbors two blocks down. Like, like I said, I'm moving in a few, you know, in a few weeks here and I already know some of my new neighbors. Like I know the people who live right next to me. I know the people cool. who live two doors down from me, you know, yeah. like they've seen me move in. They've come up, they've talked with me. They've chatted. They've told me all about the neighborhood. Like they told me like nothing happens down here. And if so, everyone knows about it or everyone's aware that like, Hey, that's not normal. You know? Worst yeah. thing is like the police looking for some hooligans down in like the park area here or something like that. But those are just like high school kids who are just causing commotion. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. There, there's a lot of pros and cons to that too, though, right? I mean, it's like you you, uh, you want that, but it, it's it does it, it almost gets uh too be overbearing at times. It's like okay, yeah. everyone knows exactly where I am. I know everybody. Nothing's gonna be a surprise anymore. But yeah. you know, the, the good thing about it though is that I, I think it just does. I think it it just creates a positive atmosphere. And like you said, we we need more positivity. And exactly. um, I think another thing that I I've always done uh, and with ever since I've been raised as a as a little tiny kid, my parents uh, raised me and brought me up. I've always just uh, kind of looked at uh, look at situations from different angles. There's always more than one story. Um, there's always more than one angle. Um, you know, the, the pandemic, uh, as, as tragic and unfortunate as it is, um, it has opened up an amazing chapter for my wife and I, it started a brand new chapter for us. Yes. Um, so there's, there's always another angle and, and it just, it just takes a mindset to find that angle and to, to look for it. It's, it's right there. You just have to acknowledge it. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's an interesting Gotta be really careful with those takes, you know, anything with the yes. coronavirus, it's, it, it's the worst. Uh, I, I never thought I'd ever be living in a situation like this. Neither do you, Nick. I don't think yeah. any of us out of it. Um, and it's changed a lot of people's lives. Um, <laughs> you know, I, unfortunately negatively and, and some positively um, oh, yeah. in our, in our case, we've been fortunate and we've been, we've been safe. Um, and it's, it's affected us uh, in a, in a negative way, at least in Orlando, in the sense of, 
our, our social lives and, and everything's changed. Um, but that said, it got me more time with my dog. It, it allowed me to hone in on some of my hobbies and it opened up a new chapter to get me back to Erie. So there's always mm -hmm. another angle. Exactly. Hey, the Corona virus was a big place in BuddyCast. If it wasn't yeah. for all this negativity going on or all this like, hey, just, you know, people just need a feel good story. People just need yep. to talk about, you know, talking about your time in Orlando, talking about why you love Erie so much rather than talking about how many cases are we up to today or something, yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah, it's funny. A simple distraction. It's, actually, what's funny is um, when I got furloughed, I, uh, I took up uh, I took a pretty serious interest in lawn care. Uh, in Florida, you can mow your lawn all year round. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a really nice lawn, at least in the front yard. My backyard needed a lot of work. So I actually, in my furlough, I ripped up my whole backyard and I completely resodded my backyard all on my own. So it's cool, you know, new, new hobby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy, by the way? Sorry? What does it mean to be someone's buddy? Oh, be someone's buddy? Yeah. Shoot. Well, I mean, I'm looking at my best buddy right here sitting on my lap. And, yeah. uh, you know, she's, she's, I hate to sound cliche, but right. She's always there. She's always listening. Um, she's always positive. No matter how bad my day is going. Um, she is, she is right here and, and that's it. Um, as she's, she's kind of my ground wire, if you will. You know, she, she keeps me, she keeps me where I need to be. And, uh, that, that's what it means to be somebody's buddy. Love it. Love it. Part of being buddy is being a charitable buddy. So if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Children's Miracle Network. Love that. Love that answer. That's always a good one. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, which is you seem to be a man of new opportunities. You know, something happens, you lose your dream job or something like that. You find a new one yep. for anyone who, wants to seek a new opportunity, wants to seek new careers, wants to do what you do with the EDDC. What's your advice to them? Oh, my gosh. She heard something. <laughs> she heard the word advice and went, oh. Yeah, she's like, bye. I don't want any part of this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me shut the door one second. Go ahead. Take your time. No rush. Well, my, my, my buddy, Ryan Hoover. The question again was, what's my advice to, anyone, to yeah. a buddy who just wants to find something new? Yeah, find a new adventure or do what you do yeah. with the EDDC even. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, <laughs> without sounding too too boring, just just do it. Do do what feels right. Don't don't be scared. There's there's never a there's never a hidden agenda. There's there's never one way to do something. There's there's never a step one, step two, step three. It, it doesn't exist, at least not in my life. Um, it, you're you're going to be uncomfortable learning new things, um, but that's how you grow. Um, I change can be alarming to some uh but change is how you grow um it i i force myself into very uncomfortable situations um every opportunity uh that i've i've been granted has put me into a new change or a new opportunity a new awkward situation if you will um but it's forced me to expand my the way i think and uh, just apply everything that i've known uh into these new opportunities so uh just you know, not being scared to take that leap, not being scared to take that jump into something new. Um, that's, that's a really hard hurdle to get over. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's how you grow, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. how you expand and grow and turn into a new person. And every single opportunity has helped shape me into the person that I am today, good or bad. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Absolutely, thank man. You mind taking the time to chat with us. 
Absolutely, man. And my dog, she is ready, I think, for a little lunch snack. I think that's what she wants. Yeah. righty. For all my buddies out there, this is Ryan Hoover. Check him out with the Ewe Downtown Development Corporation. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and this is your dog, Ellie, if I'm mistaken. Yep. We'll catch you all next time here on BuddyCast. <laughs> well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last, buddy, buddy, buddy.